two, one. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. See, I, I appreciate the jack. I appreciate the jack rapid uh, cup. <laughs> yeah, I got to <laughs> represent, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Big, big fan, alumni as well. So, appreciate that. So good to have you guys on. Um, Nate, go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, head strength and conditioning coach here at South Dakota State. Uh, been here for 15 years. Uh, been in strength and conditioning for 23 and uh, played college football, um, got into lifting for, with that goal of, of being a college athlete, um, and that led to this career, and loved doing it. Been at uh, University of Texas, Rice University, and Eastern Illinois before coming here to South Dakota State. Awesome, awesome. Well, they, they benefited from having you around, having your leadership there, so. Thank you. Andre, go ahead and tell me about yourself. Uh, uh, I actually, I played football in college, um, at small, small D2 in Nebraska, um, fresh out of college. I was kind of on a different track, uh, more of the ATPT route, um, did some PT right after college, um, for about three or three years or so. Um, all while doing that, I was kind of had an itch for, for sports and, um, did some physical or some, uh, private sector training, um, and, and kind of geared towards that or, or, or went that direction. Um, interned at Creighton University in Omaha for for two years or so. Like I said, still while while doing the, the private sector, and uh, I've actually been at South Dakota State for the last three years. This is uh, finishing up or just finished my first year as a first time first year full time assistant. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> well, you guys guys have been doing well overall up there. It seems like I'm a big football fan, season ticket holder, so. I'm up there watching all the time, watching the team, watching the cheer team too. So, awesome! Do. Appreciate the support. Yeah, do. a lot of fun. Yeah, how have you guys been? Uh, how have you guys been handling all the COVID stuff and having to do everything remote? How has that changed, and what big difficulties have you come across with that? Uh, for me, it's just um, you know a lot of a lot of Zoom meetings, and it's really similar to what it would have been like 20 years ago in the summer where you kind of sent out a program and you maybe didn't didn't have a lot of contact with your athletes uh for a while and we um obviously with technology we've been able to communicate uh zoom meetings text message calls and make adjustments but so it's not completely like that but that's kind of my perspective it's like a, a summer was with a lot of our athletes 20 years ago um and yeah just a little slower pace than than we've had in a long time yeah i mean for me i would say it's it's, it's different obviously um i kind of i was in that the d2 era where things weren't required you give me you, know, you kind of just you came as you please and you, they did send home packets um i was the one of the fortunate ones that stayed around uh but yeah it is it's kind of kind of quiet and a um, little different for sure uh, but um, the technology is, is the, 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 the biggest thing. I mean, didn't, didn't expect I'd be on so many Zoom calls or meetings or webinars or talking over the phone as much as I do. So, but it's, it's been a change, but it's been, been pretty good. So have you guys been, so do you do basically just Zoom meetings where you talk with the athletes or are you doing Zoom meetings where, when they're actually doing some of the workouts to give feedback and that type of thing as well? So, 
early on in this, uh, NCAA said that uh, strength and conditioning coaches can't lead um, lead workouts via Zoom uh, because then that meant that there's no uh, no one that's CPR certified there in case there was there was an issue. And then now with this extending in the summer, they've just come out um, and changed that a little bit where we technically could if the athlete requested it. Um, then, then we could kind of supervise a workout that way. Um, what I've kind of taken from, from that is I don't want to sit there and, and watch an hour-long workout and lead that. I think there's still that personal responsibility of them if they're back home uh, working out, uh, following the, the plan. But what I've had is um, had guys videotape their last set um, and then text that to me. And then I can review that set. So I'm not watching the whole workout, but you could you could give them feedback on technique. Um, it's not in real time, um, but I think uh, still still useful as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm kind of doing that that same thing as well. It's just uh, somehow I have several teams, but um, getting that last set, trying to see that. I've also used now that we're we may, when they be able to do it. Um, kind of using it as a competition, um, social media as a competition, uh, being able to um, put a competition out there, see how many rounds do you get, how many how many rounds can you get within a certain amount of limited time uh, within that. I mean, it's just a, total, a lot of different things. So, um, yeah, the, the technology has been um, been been different now that they've allowed us to, to kind of use it now. And yeah, makes sense. We've been, I've been involved too in more kind of team meetings, that aspect, so um, a little bit more with, uh, you know, the culture building and, and uh, things, things of that nature. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess it makes sense trying to get the, the technique feedback, but yeah, I, I understand that you don't want to sit and watch however many different people's hour-long workouts to do that, right? There's only so many hours in the day. Exactly. Um, I, I like the I like the competition idea. You know, these are all they're all athletes. They're competitive by nature. So being able to do that whenever you can build some of that friendly competition helps out, helps drive stuff forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was, it's it was good and just a camaraderie type of a culture type of building um, leadership, um, trying to get everybody to kind of believe in and and and. and go towards one goal, especially when we're into this, this different time, everybody's separated. So it, it also got some face-to-face -face time with the girls, um, see if they can, um, uh, through their text messages and, and accountability and stuff like that. So no, I, I thought it went really well. Awesome. Yeah, I know I did when I was coaching. I tried to include, you know, with conditioning toward the end of practice, you make some sort of competition out of it and, you know, okay, well, let's see who can do the most number of reps here at the end of practice properly and get everybody down safe. <laughs> then people get fired up about that and it, it helps with the team building there too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it makes it more enjoyable. Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah, if you're just standing hard. there screaming at them all the time, then then people tend to shut down, right? But, oh yeah. So how did you guys get uh, get started and what references kind of did you guys use when you were starting to work with with cheer programs I, we've been training uh cheer here for about 10 years but i have not directly uh written the program 
uh, but but several people on my staff. In fact, Eric Adolph, my other uh, full-time assistant, uh, was the one that initially started out uh, training our, our cheer program. And, you know, kind of the, the one comment that I will say with that, I think a lot of what we do in the weight room is kind of general physical preparation. So um, we do design programs with a with the sport in mind, the common injuries and, and the schedule. Um, but there are some basic human movements that we want to load and develop uh, regardless of sport. So, you know, maybe 80% of the workout um, is going to look similar um, with a lot of different sports. Um, and it's, and there's benefit to a lot of different, different sports. So there's, there's kind of that base foundation and then it's at 20% or so. Um, that is the uh, different stuff part towards uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as, as far as getting started for me, I was kind of one of those GAs that, that kind of was just was given the program. I know I remember talking to Coach Mo and said, I, I'm excited for the opportunity and I really didn't care what I was what teams I was working with. And to be honest, uh, cheer was actually a, a, a really good uh, program for me. Uh, it's like Coach Mo said, it's um, 80, 80, 90 percent of, of what a lot of our coaches do overall within our whole program is a lot of it is the same. Um, so I kind of leaned on um, what prior coaches have done. And I also talked to the girls and to the coaches, um, what works, what has worked, what hasn't worked. Um, what do you think we can maybe do better, um, can be a little bit more more beneficial to you. But also, I'm going to tell you kind of the basis of strength conditioning as well. And these basic principles actually make you stronger. These make you better. These make you better at what you're what you're intended to do in practice or at your sport. So, yeah, I, I, I asked some questions. Um, to kind of get some fillers and stuff like that and see how we can get better as as, as a whole. Um, but like, like Coach Mo said, those principles, those, those basic principles stay the same throughout almost all, throughout all our sports, to be honest. Okay. And do you guys typically, I'm, I'm not familiar enough with the, the strength and conditioning, you know, programs as a whole. Is that something that you work with other schools, like talk with other coaches at other schools on, what they might be doing and kind of compare notes. Um, is there conferences that you guys go to about specific sports or is it more of just like a general conference on strength and conditioning that you might go to and that type of thing? Um, yeah, that's actually another thing that we've been doing a, a fair amount of in this uh, COVID time is uh, having some Zoom meetings with other, other coaches from other universities. And a lot of that is just uh, having a prior relationship and, and reach out. Um, and, you know, that's uh, often the way I encourage my assistants to, to, to go about it, to reach out to somebody they trust and, um, and, and then try and uh, get additional resources from by asking them who they would who they would reach out. To. Um, there are conferences. You have some that are certain organizations that are. Uh, just general kind of uh, strength and conditioning, kind of hitting a lot of topics. Um, you have some regional uh, ones. I know Sanford hosts one uh, quite often here in the region. And um, and then you do have some specific sport um, area, uh, usually smaller targeted um, strength and conditioning as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I, was, I was just agreeing with what Coach Mo said. That's kind of how I go about getting my information as well. 
I guess I kind of alluded to it earlier too. I, I talked to the girls and try to see what what's working for them because things change, right? Some of um, formations change, um, stunts change, so um, heights of different people change. So I mean, it's a uh, I try to see what's what's working, what's working for them currently as well. And have you guys ever tried to attend practices to see how practices go, what type of things they're doing, or are you mostly relying on just talking with the athletes themselves with cheer? I actually have have uh, attended a few practices, um, not just in the sense of I need to see what's going on, but it also kind of drives um, a, a connection. It, it really shows that I care. Um, and, and their practices are late at night, and to most most strength coaches are early early morning risers, um, and working pretty 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 hard pretty early, and so it, it just shows a little bit of of a dedication to to them. Uh, personally, but also their sport and what's what's important to them. If I'm at their practice at eight eight thirty p.m., I mean, just to, and, it, and I don't always stay the stay the whole time. Um, it could just be see how say hi because uh, I don't see them all all together. Um, kind of how we're set up here. We got a kind of like a staggered uh, staggered approach to it where they're where they're kind of coming and going as they wouldn't say as they please, but on these certain these certain open blocks that we have. Um, so I don't get to see them all together. Um, all the time, or I'm I'm doing something else. So it's, it's it's good to get to their to their practice and let them know that I actually I actually care on that front. But to also, what's your question is to 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 see what what's going on. How are they getting better? Um, ask the coach um, how can how can we get better and, and be able to talk to her face to face. I see. Have you ever uh, have you ever actually participated in anything with them at practice? <laughs> I have not. I have not, to be honest. No, no. Okay. I know in the past we've had some, when, when I was coaching there, we had some, I can't remember if, if the strength coach came in or not, but we had some other folks that came in and we said, Hey, you know, you're here. Let's, let's go ahead and let you try a couple things. And I think it's eye opening for them, but also eye opening for a lot of the, you know, for me, when I was there, the, the new guys that would come in, cause you get these guys that come in and they're, they think that they're big and strong guys. And then you get them throw in some of these skills and it's different than what you expect it to be once you actually are trying to throw the skills it's different than what most people do in other sports so yeah kind of- I mean we had we had guys when I first got here we had guys and they were great great resources um no question about it because um they're like the one-man show right some of those other those other groups they got three four four at the bottom um so he has to be strong he has to be stable he has to have some of those um, some of those, some of those qualities to uh, to be able to perform, right? To be able to do to get that girl up there at the top and hold her, um, hold her, hold her above his head on, on one arm. Um, so yeah. no, I took great, I took great appreciation to to talking to them and then seeing how exactly how they worked hard. They were kind of one some of our hardest workers um, as far as just a group wise. Um, uh, so so yeah yeah it's uh, I did I have not participated, but I take a great appreciation for what what they do. A, a few years back, we had Sean Snyder that was yeah, uh, yeah, on the cheer yeah. team and then actually ended up interning and, and was a graduate assistant for us. And I think that helped kind of um, also just kind of our understanding as strength coaches um, for uh, for what uh, you guys are doing. And then um, it just helped across the board to buy in and here as well. I think that's really, really helped with, uh, with just the whole culture of uh, strength training with, with our cheer team. Yeah, Sean was one of the guys that uh, came on and started when we were coaching there. So he was he's been always been a really good guy. I stay in touch with him still even now. So um, 
I know when I was cheering there, this would have been 06, 07-ish time frame. I know that there was some, we did do some work with the strength coach, but it was kind of a more optional thing. And I didn't feel like there was a lot of buy-in from the team. And it felt like that, that there wasn't a whole lot of buy-in from the the strength staff too, because they didn't see that buy-in from the team. Has that changed now from your guys's perspective you know you said that sean helped especially with getting buy-in from your side have you seen now more buy-in from the team as well yeah i i certainly think so and so i've got a little of that perspective because i've been here for 15 years and when you asked about the question about going to practice um and andre has done that that's something that um, years ago with a smaller staff, we weren't always able to do um, because we had we were spread thin with the, the number of sports and the facility um, and just the, t- the time in the day. Um, as our staff has grown, we've been able to do that more. And some of the larger um, play, uh, larger staffs, they're able to, to go to different teams practices all the time. Um, that's that's an advantage. We didn't, we didn't have that luxury as a smaller staff. And that was one of the challenges of training uh, the, the cheer team um, at that time when you were here. We had, back then we had 22 sports um, or 21 sports, I believe, uh, plus you guys. And I had, it was myself and two graduate assistants. Um, so there were, there were times where we were um, eight or nine hours of the day on the floor coaching um, other sport athletes. So that was a something I didn't think we could take on. Um, and then as that has grown, actually Eric Adolph came on staff um, as an intern and um, he was wanting to develop some programming um, experience and get more responsibility. And that kind of meshed about 2010 when um, that request had been there to be able to, to train trained here and um, it just worked out well, worked out well for him gaining experience, but also being able to get um, uh, the cheer team started training. And then ever since then, the last 10 years, we've been able to do that. But that was really, um, that's about the time that our staff has grown as well. Justin Sell came in in 2009 and has really done some incredible things. And uh, one of those things has been develop our strength staff. We've got two full-time assistants now. We have three graduate assistants. Where back then it was me and two graduate assistants. That's been a big aspect of it. Yeah, I know that. That was probably about the time that you guys got your new weight facility where that you're in now as well, right? Yep. Because I think when I came back and started coaching there, and I'd been up at the University of Minnesota, you know, we were working with the strength staff up there, and so I came back and I I had seen the the full benefits of working full-time with the strength staff up there and so that was something that I know I pushed for when we came back and so yeah like you said I guess it just worked out right that it, we, we were able to get that going and and start to build some momentum on it yeah I think you know it's like you, you look around how the athletic department has grown from facilities and everything else but um, you know uh, facilities are nice but it, it really comes down to to people and staff and and the growth of our strength staff has allowed us to expand our role, uh, not only um, at each year, but um, expand our role within those sports that we're assigned. We're not um, just in the weight room with them. We're able to be involved in some of the other aspects of training practice, uh, working on culture stuff, uh, nutrition, things like that. 
Awesome. So what what does that 20% of the cheer workout, how does that differ from, you know, what, what type of things do you do that's different from the other sports to, to kind of specialize for the cheer teams? Um, I think it's it, it can be uh, different. Um, Coach Mo, if you had something else to say, you can go ahead. Uh, I'll let you run with this. Like I said, I, <laughs> I've uh, been more supervisory role when it comes specifically to cheer, but I I, um, I, I think it's, it, it kind of depends on um, kind of their position. Um, for for males, I to be honest, I kinda, I would I train them as as any other as any other af- athlete to to be really really honest. They do they put stuff overhead. They they're 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 their one like I said earlier they're their one man show. Um, so they're doing a lot of Olympic lifts and all that other stuff. So that, that 80% might even shrink down more closer to 95% or 90% where a lot of, they don't really need anything, anything outside of, uh, of what, what they're doing. Cause they're in practice. They're doing their, their, they're doing their flips. They're doing their, their tumbles and all that stuff. That's stuff that I can't touch that. I don't have a time to touch. They're already got, they're already doing that. Um, as far as like a, a fly or something like that, I may give her extra, extra core versus some of the other ones. Um, uh, a base, I might give her an extra set of, of overhead press or push press or, or, or snatches or something like that. Um, uh, and, and that's where you kind of get that, 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 that shift or that, that 10% shift of differences. Um, doing a more plyometrics, um, a, a little bit more plyometrics, uh, low, low intensity plyometrics versus um, some of the other teams where we have opportunity to, to, to get broader with them and do um, uh, running and, and cutting and stuff like that. Whereas um, cheer, they just, they're just, they just don't have those aspects um, to their sport. Uh, so, so like I said, it can, I think it shrinks down to more of a 90, 90, 95% similarity when you get to cheer. Okay. Yeah. I know that uh, for me, I've tried as I've, moved into coaching and out of being the actual athlete, I kind of recognized as well that there's, you see a lot of sports specific drills and that type of thing for a lot of other sports. Like you said, you can do running and cutting that that's specific to other sports where cheer doesn't have that. So I guess from my perspective, when I've done camps and clinics and been coaching, I've tried to develop some, some sports specific drills as well. So if you guys are ever curious and want to talk a little further on that, we can talk a little further sometime on the, on the, some of those as well that I've found beneficial from having experience in the sport, knowing that types of things seem to help as well. Um, some of them, you know, just at a high level is some quick hand-eye coordination type things, you know, as you're throwing stunts and trying to catch these people flipping through the air, twisting through the air. Some of those, um, hand coordination drills seem to, to really help and it's not necessarily strength, but it's helps with speed and timing and it makes things go a lot better. Yeah. 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 I'd love to love to hear what you, uh, some, or see some of those. So whenever you get time, please pass them over. All right. Sounds good. We'll do. Um, let's see here. One of the thing I was kind of curious on is, you guys work primarily, obviously, with college, collegiate age athletes. Um, what would you say you would have to change if you were working more with a, a high school team type thing? That's one thing where I've seen seems to lack is the strength and conditioning on cheer teams, especially at the, the high school level. There's more and more colleges that are now 
including more strength stuff for cheer, but high school is still something I think that could be improved. Um, from for me personally, I think it all depends on um, what equipment or what what the facility is that I have. Um, if I don't have anything, body weight stuff is going to have to do, um, and tumbling and rolls and you know, push ups and yeah, you know, I mean some of those 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 things that are are long term athletic development type things. Um, but if I have a barbell, if I have a kettlebell, some dumbbells or something like that, where I can um, uh, add in some added some extra some external resistance. I'm going. I'm going to do some of those things as well. I think those are very important just to build a foundation, a strong, a strong, uh, a foundation of strength. Then we can build from there, right? You have to be strong to be able to do your tumbles. Um, you can't. You got to be like a rubber ball versus a, a glob of, of goo, right? You can't splat on the ground. You got to be bouncy off that ground. So it's a. It's kind of the same thing. Like strength helps with that. As long, uh, along with doing the other plyometrics, the the, the tumbles, the the, the, uh, the flips, and all that other stuff. Uh, so if I could combine that, that'd be that'd be optimal. But if I don't have either one of the other, um, I, w- I would personally take the strength because they do enough of the tumbles in practice. If I don't have if I don't have the strength side, well, we're we're going to continue to do some body weight stuff and kind of build that foundation. Um, so so it can it can bleed back into. Uh, uh, or help you in your sport, if that makes sense. And yep, yeah. And for me, you know, kind of similar to what what Andre said, it's just it's building the foundation. And if you're dealing with high school or, or junior high, you know, you're you're just laying that foundation. So it would be very very basic, regardless of um, who I'm training at that level. I think you can have a, a huge. Uh, effect just by developing some basic basic strength training. I think that's the the difference with with strength training versus uh, conditioning versus speed work. Um, you know, the strength training you're actually building tissue. Um, it's construction work, making the building armor uh, for the the violence, the explosive stuff that uh, that Andre's talking about, the flips, the landings, the things like that so i think that's something just early on just building that stronger body um not just not only the muscle but bone tendon uh ligaments are important for uh, the forces that they're going to deal with uh, in their in their sport you know and the conditioning you're you're kind of working on the gas tank it's more of a metabolic thing the sprinting and the, the plyos you're working on the central nervous system the brain and being more explosive but that strength is that foundation, that base of, of keeping them, keeping them resilient, resistant to injury, um, and uh, the base of power as well. So helping them at a young age, just just keep it basic. Yeah, I'm, I, and I, I kind of piggyback on that again. Like when we say keep it basic, I mean it, it really, it really is. And I think um, we, we kind of. In this day and age of the social media, I mean, it just the basic is is far past gone in some people's eyes. But it literally, it literally is. It's it's one step at a time. It is that um, it, it, it it's boring. It's it's not fun sometimes. Um, but it but it but it is it, it's key um, to being able to move further 
I mean, a lot of those times, and I don't know about a whole lot about uh, cheer, but at the college level, we are doing, they are doing stunts. They are doing flips. They're throwing people at the high school level. Not everybody in every state is doing that, right? So they're on different levels. Um, so if, the, the, if a foundation of strength is already built, then it can help no matter what level you're on, it can help you, right? It can help you be better if you're just jumping up and down cheering. If you're, they can only, they're only allowing you to do back uh, somersaults and back handsprings, or they're actually allowing you to flip and toss girls in the air or people in the air. So I'm having that foundation strength on, on any type of the spe- on any part of the spectrum helps. Yeah, I agree. And I, I suppose when you're in high school, you know, you're, you're still learning how to move your body correctly. So that's where that basic, basic type movements comes in. So that way you can then build on from there. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I've also, I don't know all the science behind it, but I've definitely seen a difference in, in the teams where you can have them with strength and conditioning staff and have that extra muscle mass, like you said, to protect against injury. You know, you see a lot fewer things where somebody will just catch someone wrong and get hurt. Um, or if they do catch someone wrong and get hurt, they're, they're back the next practice because, oh, well, I, I'm a little sore, but I'm able to come back and do it versus, oh, well, so-and-so sprained their, you know, sprained a ligament when they caught that person because they hadn't been in the gym. Yeah, and I, I think it, I think the training also builds a little bit of confidence. To be honest, I've seen some girls like they. Uh, it may be off topic, but some sometimes when they get that first pull up or those that second or that extra pull up that they couldn't get, you know how ecstatic they are, right? It just oh, they, yeah. that 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 look in their eyes sometimes, which it, it it is what you live for as a coach. You know what I mean to to see that stuff. You know what I mean to see that that them growing um, as a person, and it's literally right in front of your eyes. Yeah. Agreed. That is a, Andre, that's, I think, a great, great point. And I've seen that uh, training my daughter and, and some of her friends and, and everything being being young, um, that confidence that that can add. And, Dan, back to what you were saying about seeing the teams that have worked with strength and conditioning coaches maybe more resilient to injury or they come back faster. That's exactly, there's been research done and, and proven it statistically that, you're, you're uh, more resistant to injury. You can't prevent all, but then also the time lost to injury. You're able to come it's back quicker. Come back quicker, those athletes that have been strength trained. So that's, you know, as a strength coach, um, to hear that from from you as a coach, that you could, you've you seen that with your own eyes. You know, I've got the paper here, but um, to, to hear you say that, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And I personally, myself, I can tell if I, if I haven't been in the weight room as much too, then I can start to feel all the old like aches and pains from this or that, that I hurt back when, where if I've been in the weight room, then you have that, that muscle mass to help support what might be a little bit weaker, you know, structurally or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it makes a difference. That's, that's been tough for me since all of this COVID stuff happened is I don't have a home gym at home. Really. I've got a few things around that I can do some exercises with, but not a whole lot of weights and there's not a whole lot of weights out there in the market that aren't outrageously expensive right now. So. <laughs> yeah. The supply and demand, the demand has gone up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for sure. To get them, everybody's trying to get that home gym. Yep. So I figure I'm going to try and be as patient as I can. Cause I know that once, all these gyms open back up there's going to be a lot of people that'll go back to their regular gym and eventually they'll be tired of tripping over all the weights that they have at home because they just want to go back to their gym there'll be some good deals out there yeah for sure 
Yep. So I guess to change change it up here a little bit, um, one thing I like to usually ask people is, what's your craziest story that you've seen in your time, whether it be when you when you were an athlete or when you've been coaching? What's one of your craziest stories that you can remember having in the gym? Mm. One of the, Ooh. I I hesitate to share this story um, because statistically, strength training is extremely safe, far safer than most sports that that we engage in, um, and, and statistically way safer than, than cheerleading for sure, um, but. Uh, as we talked earlier, the competitiveness of athletes um, and that drive. And when I was at uh, Eastern Illinois, we had a quarterback and um, we were power cleaning. He wanted to power clean 300 pounds. And so he he attempted it and caught the clean and was attempting to stand up with it. So you've got the bar rack in the front of the shoulders trying to stand up with it. And he was straining and that competitiveness, you're trying to, you know, you're encouraging them. And um, he actually passed out because the bar was, it was on his neck. And he fell forward, which dumped the bar down, That's which is why the bar hit the ground. Um, but he came down and he, he hit his eyebrow um, on a plate and just cut his, cut his eyebrow a, a little bit and... So he was out for a couple seconds. I, I made sure he was okay. Uh, got him up, and I had other athletes in the room. I was by myself, so I sent uh, him to the athletic training room with one of the other athletes. And he gets out in the hallway, and he looks at the other athlete, and he said, "Did I get it?" <laughs> and that's all he was concerned about. And I thought, "Oh, oh my goodness, you know." And ultimately, it was just a little little cut on his on his eye. And again, you know, there's a risk with everything we do. Um, but it is really safe, but just that competitiveness. And all he wanted to know, did I get it? And unfortunately he didn't, but I, I love that guy. Um, Andy Vincent's his name. And I mean, just the competitiveness and everything. It was a scary moment, but, um, but it actually was kind of cool because he was just wanting to make sure he got that. Three yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have uh, as many years or as years in the game as Coach Mo, so I don't. <laughs> I don't have any good, good stories That's like that. That's easy to tell. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I, I mean, you, I, I've seen some some good things. You mean those those crazy things where you get that guy that grinds out a grinds out a rep for like five or six seconds. You know what I mean? That's that's uh, that's amazing to me. You know what I mean? To people, some people to be able to do that. Cause I know myself, I could. I'm I'm more of a fast twitch muscle guy, so I'm I'm going I'm going to 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 not be able to probably do that. Um, so that's just crazy things we see. You see it all. You see it often. Um, or somebody that um, is it, when, I know Coach Mo, you've seen it. They're probably at their max or above their max, and they continue to keep getting better and better and better. Like what? Like what? What? And I know I didn't do that. Like how's he getting? Like is it the environment? Is it? You know, so um, I haven't had any any situations like Coach Mo, but I have. Seen, you, you see some some pretty good things that happen for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I guess I didn't, I haven't in the weight room, I haven't witnessed anything too crazy. I know I heard about uh, one of the other guys that I had coached at SDSU that was still there, Austin. Coach Mo, you probably know him. 
Yep. And he was telling me how he ended up tearing his shoulder trying to save a, a snatch the one day. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> you know, at some point, you, the competitiveness yeah, can sometimes get a, the better of you, right? Yeah, let that thing go, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you teach them how to miss it. Yep. Miss it. Please just miss it. <laughs> yep, live to, live to fight another rep, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. I, I think that that certainly comes with uh, with experience. I've been many a times now that within my own personal workout, I'm like, nope. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be be good right there. But that be good. Be are, good. Just right there. Yep. Yep. They are competitive for, um, you know, for a reason, and and they want to push for that. I when Andre was talking, I was reminded, and that's why I was shaking my head of uh, Luke Sellers last year, where he said, "Grind, grind it out." And he, we had a, a competition where they had to get five reps on a squat. And, um, if they, if they got less than five reps, they got to pick the weight, but if they got less than five reps, it ended up hurting their, hurting their team. Cause we used the total tonnage lifted and Luke Sellers, who just finished up on the football team. He did, he went down, did one rep and it was brutally hard. And I thought, man, there's no way he's going to get five reps. He just hurt his team. And that was one of the incidences where I was yelling at him in the face just to encourage him. And he ground out five reps and his first rep was brutally hard. It was, <laughs> and that yeah, I had forgot about that, but that impressed the heck out of me. And Luke uh, always worked extremely hard his entire career, but that was one of just sheer will. He just willed it to happen. Competitiveness. But, um, as we age, we kind of sometimes we go, ah, we're yeah. gonna live to fight another day. But, but you <laughs> see that that fight. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's amazing. Uh, like you said, I, I got that that fight, that um, that will to 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 finish the task. Um, uh, sometimes you just don't see it in everybody, and, and to each his own. But it's something special when you when you see something like that. Yeah, well, and athletes are they're a breed of their own in general, right? And so then yeah. you see the, the next level ones sometimes that pop out out of that group as well. So I agree, though, from the, the age perspective, you start to get a little bit smarter and know, okay, well, I'm not doing this for anything other than myself right now. Is it worth hurting myself anymore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, guys, I want to want to say thanks for coming out, and hopefully, we'll be able to have you on again in the future sometime. Hopefully, it was enjoyable for you too. So, oh yeah, it was a good talk. Thank you, tell you guys. Appreciate cheers it. again. Cheers. Thanks cheers. again. I'm sure, Appreciate we'll talk it. again in the future. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, man. Enjoy it.